everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Mrs. Davis, Season 1, Episode 7, Great Gatsby, 2001, colon, A Space Odyssey. I am Mr. Sal, high school science teacher, watching Mrs. Davis for the first time because I have been looking forward to it for a very long time, and it's new. Uh, and it's I've been loving it so far, as has my co-host and former student, Kurt. Kurt, you must be the man who nearly killed his daughter. I won't say that, Mr. Sal. I believe in this cause immensely, and I refuse to blow it up. Good to, good to hear. <laughs> Glad to hear you're not going to blow it up. I'm not going to blow it up. Talk, so I assume you're talking about the podcast. So. Yes. Uh, and, and the hideout. Good. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, as per tradition, we must guess each other's ratings about this episode. Ratings. Okay, Kurt, I am a little nervous about this one because it's the penultimate one. It's the penultimate episode. I mean, it's it's like there's a lot here. There's there's <laughs> a lot is revealed to us here. Mm. I mean, there's there are still some some doors left open for us that that we'll need to see what's behind in, in the finale. But they, they've laid a lot bare for us here. I, I think a lot of this episode. A lot of your opinion of the episode hinges on what, how you felt about the restaurant behind the door, and I don't. <laughs> the tomb. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that you really liked it all that much. Uh, I I think you really liked everything going on with Wiley. I'm not sure you were digging what was going on with Simone, especially in the tomb. So, uh, I'm I'm gonna. I think you gave this an eight out of ten. I think you enjoyed everything with Simone in the tomb. Uh, and I think you enjoyed the Simone stuff, so that that you liked a lot. The Wiley stuff you thought was funny, but how much did you enjoy the Wiley stuff? I think you liked the episode a lot. I think you gave a a nine. Okay, it's a pretty good episode all around for you. Uh, well, uh, I I gave it a ten. I loved it, uh, <laughs> but I I'm I mean I'll I'll, I'll tell you what. Tell me, tell me why you loved it. Yeah. 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 So so start, starting with the Wiley stuff. Uh, I uh, mean let me disclaim some of this first though because i have seen it two and a half times so <laughs> i watched it all set i watched it all the way through again and then i watched the second half of the episode a third time so in other words i, I skipped forward to the second half i, I skipped so you did the salica it's, it's not the salica i like the all first right. half the, okay. it's not i'm not i'm not criticizing the first half i don't i don't think i think the, the episode really heats up right about when we first see the sperm whale so i agree so uh, from that point forward is when it when it really picks up i I did like the stuff before that i liked wiley's conversation with mrs davis i liked uh you know the the boat prep but it, it seemed a lot lighter early on than it did once monstro came out so <laughs> Uh, so, but anyway, once Monster came out and you get the, you get Matilda onto the boat and the Schrodinger and Celeste have their discussion about the, uh, the, the relative benefit of trying to talk your daughter out of doing something she's set her head, set her mind to, uh, and you get Simone going down into the whale, you get the whale scene the tomb scene with Mary and you get uh, you cut away from that for a while and get Wiley uh, and JQ 
blowing up the base and Wiley turning himself in for exploration. Uh, I mean, I loved, I loved all the Wiley and JQ stuff. I, I uh, on first viewing, I, I completely loved all of it. I thought I really liked Marion Simone and the tomb the first time, but I needed a minute to wrap my head around that and then watch it again to make sure I caught it all and then watch it again <laughs> to really <laughs> let it wash over me. And, I, and and that's the thing. Like, I think the first time I watched it, I was so just trying to keep my mind for my mind to keep up with how fast it was racing around trying to figure out everything that they were saying that I couldn't really absorb what it was that they were saying uh, right away. When I watched it the second time, I was like, okay, I got it now. And when I watched it the third time, I let the emotions of it wash over me. And, and that's where I thought this, okay, this is really, really great. I think this whole series is going to benefit everybody a lot on a second viewing i think it's gonna a, a very rewatchable series so I'd, I'd love to go back and rewatch it from the beginning knowing how it ends so what do you what do you think was so difficult about that scene with mary meeting simone is it almost it was just, it was just a lot it, it, it was it, it was is like, a lot and, and it's kind of almost to me there's there's the comical aspect to it of like oh okay Okay, so now they got Mary in here. Okay, well, <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of a little funny to me. Okay, I, I didn't. I was expect, I wasn't expecting to see the Virgin Mary. I did. I did. I was like the Virgin Mary. <laughs> I was not expecting the Virgin Mary to come you out. You weren't. I mean, I brought no. it up. <laughs> I know you did, but I really wasn't expecting. It. I thought it'd be like, and then I don't know. Okay, but they did. They did say a lot in that. Uh, in that scene. The, the, oh, it was so much. There was so <laughs> much going on. I mean, you have to wrap your head around. I mean, I think because you're you're not only now trying to retcon everything that you've seen in the restaurant to fit around Mary being behind the door and this being a sort of like purgatory for Jesus. You're also now trying to wrap your head around how it fits into the grail, how, what, what she's supposed to do with the grail, how she's supposed to destroy it. Why does Mary want her to destroy it? Why does Mrs. Davis want yeah, to destroy this, it? Exactly. That's yeah. the bigger one for me is why did yeah. Mrs. Davis want to destroy the grill and it, right, it because really I, because i mean i think at some point maybe didn't you say that mrs davis was kind of in cahoots with jesus or jesus yeah, working jay, mrs. Davis? In, in some way mrs davis is pulling the strings for jay is what right I mean. and a way. lot of people theorize that it was mrs davis behind the door i think at one point you said this was the server farm right potentially yeah i, yeah, I thought yeah. yeah yeah so it does not seem like that's the case so now we're we're left to wonder you know what what uh What's her motivation for wanting the grail destroyed? She's aligned with Mary, and Mary seems fine with it. But why? I guess it's, it's a funny. It's a funny thing where, and I think people are just like this in life, especially if there's someone that you see as your adversary. Of even if you have like something, you already want to do something, but now that mm -hmm. they're telling you, "Oh yeah, go do it," it's like, well, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Why do you want me to go do that? I was <laughs> right, expecting right. that. <laughs> Right. See, that's, no, why I, 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 that's why I never make a trade in Catan. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> no. It's not no, because why, no. why am I going to do that? Why do you want me to make this trade? There, there are such things as win-win trades. But... <laughs> well, not when there's only one winner in the game. No, but you know, given transaction. Okay, anyway, we don't need to get into <laughs> anyway, the... Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So, so I land on a ten out of ten easily in this mm -hmm. episode. 
Um, I mean, honestly, I thought that going into this, but the way you talked about me made me. I'm really nervous about because honestly, I think yeah. that if you're if you're not buying into this episode, I, I I fear it may have ruined the series for you. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead and hit me. I'll talk to you about the good, like some of the good things I liked in the episode. Uh, it was just, but it's very comical episode. Okay, it's very funny. Like Arthur and Celeste's charm. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, JQ and Wiley are really funny, especially their one scene. Uh, oh my god, when they're outside yeah. the pyramid, that was yeah. really funny. Yeah. So it, it was a good chunk of comedy. That being said. I loved the episode. I also gave it a 10. Fantastic. I also wondered like how much this episode would mean to someone who doesn't have a background in Catholicism. So I'm I'm so, glad to hear that. So tell so, me. About so that. so you so my understanding, yeah, because you're right, I don't have a like a but my whole background is just basically from you, is Virgin Mary's the one that had Jesus, like Jesus' mom, right? Yep. Okay. So Simone's mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah oh yeah you're right. that, that. So I, yeah so that's how i knew that and so i didn't know what else was really specified like i know at one point she talks about anger that she felt and i know that there's anything that's yeah. biblical about the virgin mary's anger in any way i know she kind of explains that no it's what her to, okay well i just didn't know if, if it like pulled into yeah. something else i do know like in the show they explain that's kind of what causes her to make the grail out of jay's skull yeah <laughs> and that whole angle of it but i felt as someone who didn't follow any, like I, you know, I, I wasn't raised Catholic. I thought I thought I could follow the plot. I I knew that the Virgin Mary, is Jesus' mother, and I think just that's enough to understand it. I don't know if I missed out on things because, mm-hmm. um, I so, was wondering if there's a reference to God in any way, but I never, I I didn't see that at any point. A reference sure. in that scene, or just in, in that whole... scene, in that scene. Like Virgin Mary referring to God, I, like God, you're talking about God the Father, God the Father. Yes, right. Uh, no, I I did not catch. it. Okay, okay, okay. Because I was wondering if I was supposed to catch anything with that. And I'm like, I didn't. If that's supposed to be there, but I don't know. It, it, it to me, it didn't even have to be the Virgin Mary. It could have been anyone that says they're Jesus's mom, and mm-hmm. then there you go. So that's basically my viewpoint into it. So there was yeah. like an, an an extra element. <laughs> or dimension well, I, to be the Virgin Mary, it did go over me. But. Well, no, I think that's the thing that I love about it is that it, you know, the Virgin Mary is per- written as being born without sin, like it's just mm-hmm. a, 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 the ultimate, like, like the, the ultimate saint. Like she, she is perfect, you know, in, in every way. Like would never, would never be even conceived that she would be. That she would feel anger. Anger wouldn't be something that she she does. So this this is such a human version of Mary. I mean, I sat in the tomb for three days until his body went cold. My grief turned to anger. Like that that is those are words that I never would expect to hear from a portrayal of Mary. And it was really powerful. I felt like this is some of the best humanization of these religious figures that I've ever seen. Like they, they, they become real people. She talks about, you know, I, 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 I can see it. In my son's eyes, he's in pain. Like I, these, these are things that you just don't always think about when you think about a relationship with a, a deity, right? Yeah. 
No, she so. she explains like her selfish mistake, which I I didn't know that Virgin Mary was supposed to be void of sin. Right. Okay. right. Yeah, and and I mean that and that's the, you know the part about the skull and the growl, like that stuff is all made up for this. I mean, the, the, maybe really? there's some. Yeah, maybe there's oh, some lore. The whole, oh, okay. No, the, uh, the, the I mean the, the Holy skull? Grail. The Holy Grail is. Uh, I've heard two different versions of the Holy Grail. One is the cup that was used at the Last Supper. So are you familiar with the Last Supper? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's Jesus's last meal with his disciples, right? right. Yes. Yeah. So it's a very famous painting. It's um kind of the words that he is believed to have said at the last, last supper are what the priest says as he blesses uh, holy communion and the, during the mass um but th so that's one version I've heard another version is I've heard is is the cup that was at the crucifixion that like that drank some, from? So, no not that he drank mm -hmm. from that like somebody caught his blood in this cup okay um and then you know there's the Dan Brown version which is like <laughs> you know Dan Brown no he's the author of the Da Vinci Code well I, okay so but that's a, that's a little more I don't want to spoil Da Vinci mm -hmm. Code for anybody <laughs> All mean, right, that, okay leave it be then but okay. yeah but uh but yeah so that's a whole other thing so anyway um this is not a version of the Holy Grail that I've ever heard of. So I, I'm guessing that they made this up for this show specifically. It's an interesting angle. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. I, I, seriously, that scene, I mean, we could spend a whole podcast just talking about that scene, which is, is I mean, it's a solid, what, seven or eight minute scene, I think. It's a very long scene. Yeah, and it's and it is like densely packed too. like every word I'm just hanging on to every word. That's why I had to watch it three times. It's like, I don't think I, I the, the, so it's one time just to let the shock hit me. It's the one time to process the words. And then it's another time to process the emotions because the third time I watched that scene, like I, I welled up. I, I was in tears watching that scene for the third time, not the first time or the second time. Well, the what, third... what, think, what, what perspective do you think gave you that? Oh, it, it's all Betty Gilpin's performance. Honestly, <laughs> it, it, like Simone's performance is like, I, because I, I tried to think about, all right, if, if I've just had the words on the page here, would I think this is ridiculous? And I think there's a chance that I might. But seeing the way that she responds to her, well, here's, here's one example. I, there, there are several, but it was one example where Mary, you know, laments the fact that eventually other people found this place. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, and my son loved it. He loves people. And then Simone like just breaks down in tears and says, yes, he does. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's really, it's really raw and emotional. And, and I, I, like you can see Simone's love for Jay come through in this scene. Like I haven't seen it anyplace else before. Cause I've seen like the amorous, like I'm infatuated. I'm obsessed with you. I'm, I'm like, in love with you but but now we see like how much she really understands him and you know she said you know he loves to serve and then you hear the, his mother say i uh, he my son does love to serve but he never gets to eat and, and like th mm -hmm. that's like that was a big one I oh. thought, yeah i was like oh yeah <laughs> so, so it's really like uh, and and again, a lot of this has to do with my complicated relationship with Catholicism, which is like I, I trying. I, I'm really trying to 
see this from both perspectives because if I had watched this, you know, five years ago, I would have had a very different take on this whole thing compared to where I am now. I think I, I, I mean, I can't do that, so I don't know for sure. No, you didn't see but, five years ago, but I, th I feel like I would have, um, you know, but at, at any rate, it, it's if, if you get a chance to watch, even if it's just that scene again. And just let it wash over you instead of you know taking notes and and really trying to analyze the words. Just, just really let it hit you. I mean, it really. It, and you can forget about any religious aspect of it. Just think about it as a mother talking about her son to her daughter-in-law. Like so, these two women, who are the two women in the world who love this guy more than anybody. It's. I think it's yeah. also Simone's grief of the situation. Oh yeah, too right because it, it's her. Discovering Jay is dead and the life that he was living, or, mm -hmm. or at least what his existence was here, and how it's kind of for the better that you have to do this, but yeah. you'll lose him forever. So it's it's a grief, it's definitely grieving. Oh, it, it, there's so uh, much to make it more so emotional. Grief. And, and there's been a lot about grief throughout this season. I mean, we had. Simone twice last episode say I'm grieving as she was mm -hmm. you know making out with Wiley. Mm -hmm. Now here's true grief for her, mm -hmm. and and it's and it's almost like you know it's grief in advance. Like she, she if she does this thing that she knows she needs to do, then she will never see Jay again. But it's what's best for him, mm -hmm. presumably. I mean, you know, Acqu according I, to according to Mary, according to Mary, exactly, and Mrs. So. Davis. Well, well not for jay but <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and i think it's worth noting too that she mentioned she tells her how to destroy the grail she says drinking from the skull out of anger will kill you which is when you think about we know clara died drinking from the grail right so drinking from the grail out of anger killed clara apparently um and i i assume that's because it was anger and jealousy. She was trying to destroy it because she was angry at it for stealing the attention of her mother. Mm -hmm. Right. Like frustration. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so there's, that was definitely out of anger. It was, certainly had nothing to do with focusing on Jesus, which is what Mary says. If she, if you think only of him, his curse will end. So this made me wonder, right. In a real round, like what if this is a trick? <laughs> I, I know. Mary's a, yeah. That Mary doesn't want the girl destroyed yeah. and just wants Simone to die. Because <laughs> Simone could destroy the girl. <laughs> right, right. So I don't know. I, I, I do think, um, I don't think it's a trick. I, but I did wonder I it briefly. So I mean, this is, a, uh, boy, Mary is the is like the greatest oh. actor ever, if, if that's if, <laughs> if it's a trick. By the way, I, I the, this actress, I have seen her on some other things, the, uh, most recently The Flight Attendant season two. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about uh, the actress who played Mary. Um, and I love her. She's wonderful. And her, her voice is so unique. Like, it, it, you could close your eyes and you know who the actress is because her voice is so... Uh, standalone mm -hmm. but anyway uh, this, this, i mean we've spent most of this time talking about the scene which is great i mean let's just wrap up the scene here right mm -hmm. uh we, we didn't we haven't i don't think we've even really left much out right i mean the, no, I, think, the, I think it's the, most of the scene itself yeah yeah so anyway um it, it's it's amazing the, the the scene really worked for me 
so well. I worked. I mean, it worked for me the first time I saw it, but not like it does now. Now I'm like really attached to the scene. Can I? Can I try and guess your favorite scene? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, and that's that's what I was gonna suggest was that you know this scene is certainly my favorite scene. But I do have another scene that you know if it wasn't that the seminal scene of the season was in this episode. This other scene definitely would have been my favorite scene. So um, I don't know if, if you feel that way. I, I mean, I, I would go ahead and guess that this is your favorite scene as well. It is my favorite scene as well. Yeah. That's what I put down. Yeah. Yeah. And and it is my favorite scene as well. But uh, but there was another scene that, that I thought would have been very deserving. And I, and I actually, even after the first time I saw it, I had it written down that this other scene was my favorite scene. And it was only after watching them both three times that i've decided that no it's it's the scene with mary so oh i don't know which one it is for you and i'll i'll go a little niche one here i think it's when arthur and celeste talk seriously and um celeste is is very concerned uh what what simone's doing in arthur's piece of advice that's what i think you. you got it. That's that's really? exactly what it was. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean th- that scene. Th- I mean that to me is the turning point of the episode. Uh, it, when when they sit down and they have that conversation, uh, and Ar- Arthur lays out. Th- th- I think what really got me was, you know, she she calls Arthur out for it. She's like, "Does it weigh on you that you know your daughter died because of your obsession, your ridiculous obsession?" Which is, I mean. Her daughter is about to go into a whale, not because of Celeste's obsession, but I mean, she's lost her daughter, not to death, but she's lost her daughter because of her obsession. Yeah. And she's criticizing this guy for losing his daughter because of his obsession, which it wasn't even his obsession in the first place. It was hers that that he kind of inherited. Oh, but, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah. came to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even know anything about it. But anyway, um, but he doesn't even respond to that. He just goes, huh. You know, there are loads of ways to, to keep yourself safe inside of a whale's stomach. But she picked the one the one way that would force her to involve you. And, and it's, I mean, Celeste calls it out. That it sounds like he's suggesting that Simone was trying to get her attention. And she says, well, you just don't even know my daughter. And, um, you know, he, she, she tells him that, you know, when Simone sets her mind to it, there's no talk her out of it. There's no way I was going to talk her out of it. And he says, well, you know, the thing of it is that I, I felt the same way, but I wish I had tried. And, so, and this might be why you pegged the scene as my favorite scene. Because he says the trying line, and I've I've quoted this line on other podcasts that we've done for other series. But one of my favorite series after the leftovers, my favorite series is Six Feet Under, and there's a line. The, my favorite line in the whole series, Six Feet Under, is there's a mother. She finds out her son is sick, and that he's going to have major surgery that could kill him, and she, you know she says. You know, why didn't you tell me? Because he's he's like on his way to have the surgery when she finds out. You know, why didn't you tell me? And he said, there's, just, there's nothing you could have done. And she says, I could have tried. It, that's what a mother does. She tries. And most of the time she fails. But it's the trying that makes you feel loved. And and that's when, when Arthur Schrodinger says here, I wish I had tried. 
like it's it struck such a chord with me that's very similar to that it's the trying that makes the kid feel loved mm-hmm. you know and so anyway it, this scene was perfect to me and, and it would have been my favorite scene if they didn't put like the <laughs> most important scene in the whole but, series yeah. so far in this episode no i saw that scene i i felt i mean similarly to how you did and i saw that and it went i think it's mr sal's favorite scene mm-hmm. <laughs> i wrote that down what do you think my favorite scene is, though, Mr. Sal? Oh, did you? Well, other than second, yeah, sorry, second. Okay, so, right. I guess we're talking about second place now. All right. Yeah. So I, I think it has to do with Wiley and JQ. I just don't know if it's outside the pyramid, or if it's no. I, I think it's the blowing up of the base. Almost got it. It is the pyramid. Oh, is it the, with the two it, of them outside the pyramid, or with, with just Wiley? With the both of them. Yeah, it's so it's, funny. It's so funny. It's oh, really ridiculous. God. But there's <laughs> like some. <laughs> There's Damn, like the idea of putting it behind really the... off. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> nerd. Nerd car. <laughs> Go back to your stupid triangle, nerd. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I, I, I don't think I've picked a lot of funny favorite scenes, but I saw that I was like, that is I thought a pretty good scene, but also really funny. I thought it was great. Like that. that was a great yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And I, I loved learning about how they met. You know, we know that Wiley has an expiration date, and we now know that JQ was on his way mm-hmm. to get an expiration date, mm-hmm. and Wiley intercepted him, and was that? And that's probably how he recruited a lot of the most of the, or yeah. if not all of the resistance. Pretty smart idea. Step outside the expiration doors. Go, hey, hey, don't. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, have you picked up on? I did not pick up on this until like this episode. That everybody in the resistance is a white male. I kind yeah. Well, yeah. To me, Stark strikes me as like a. Oh, I didn't realize they're all white males. I realized they're like all guys. Yeah. So are they all white males? I think they're all white. <laughs> so I don't. Uh, struck so, me as like some like frat like thing. Yeah. So, I, but I think stuff, there's but. a metaphor there for uh, people uh, people who have power and. Uh, authority get really pissed off when they start to lose it. Uh, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I what you mean by that. Yeah, and, and it's certainly it, the way it's portrayed in this like machismo, like way over the top, toxic masculinity thing. <laughs> like, it, it, I think I think there's a point that they're trying to make there. So. No, as you were saying, no, yeah, yeah. it makes yeah. sense. It makes sense. Yeah, but anyway, the the scene the scene is great. I and I do love learning about that recruitment there between jq and and uh and wiley which by the way do, do you have an idea as to what the j could mean in jq wait you know what the uh, q means no because they all start with j they all have names uh, i don't remember oh, what wiley's is it's a uh, j it's three letters it's j something but uh-huh. they all have they all start with j i really don't know Okay. I also, I also, I'm still wondering about the Sandy Springs redirect. Well, I think we're gonna get that in the next episode. <laughs> oh, I mean, we have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the last episode. But so the Sandy Springs redirect, and I do want to come back to this J, the J thing. But oh, okay. Let me address what you just asked about the Sandy Springs issue. I think so because this episode ends with the rock down to Electric Avenue, right? Yeah, the whole music piece. So. Tara Hernandez did an interview, I think it was for Sci-Fi, 
anyway, she did an interview and she said that they were really trying to find a song that mentioned a specific street name. And so they picked that one. So the implication in what Tara Hernandez was saying is that Simone is being instructed to go to Electric Avenue, mm -hmm. which I'm assuming she's got to go to 1042 Electric Avenue in Sandy Springs. So that, that's that's my guess. We'll see how that plays out. Okay. Makes sense. Well, okay. But I, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm curious as to... I'm curious to the code, you know, or or what's what, what lies there. But yeah, back to the J thing. So back to the J thing. So there's another Fight Club reference here. Did you catch it in the scene? In which scene? The one I specified? Yeah, outside the it, pyramid. Is it when they actually form the Fight Club? Nope. It's, okay, no, uh, I don't know. That. He says to JQ, "I am Jack's last resort." So that's kind of a, a running theme throughout Fight Club was that the main, the main character who you never actually hear his name so the main character who's i think credited as jack that's the Ed, edward norton character um not the brad pitt character anyway um he talks about reading like a whole bunch of old like medical articles that were written for kids like i am jack's inflamed appendix i am jack's sore throat or whatever right and so throughout the whole course of the movie that keeps coming up like i am jack's seething anger or something like that so when wiley says i am jack's last resort that's their code for we need to blow up the headquarters okay but always, I, uh -huh. so i think that they all have the name uh, this and a name that starts with J because it's Jack's fill in the blank. I see. So, so there's a lot more Fight Club reference yeah. to this group. So, <laughs> and honestly, now I'm trying to think back to Fight Club. Yeah, I have to look at. I'm curious to when um, I mean when they kind of form, I guess the club. There aren't really women. No. Is it all white guys? <laughs> uh, it might be all white guys, but that that's. <laughs> You know, it was the late nineties. Every everybody I'm was a no. white guy. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. Similarities. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, I mean it's and it's it's about people with uh, you know, something. They have something that are feeling disenfranchised or whatever. So I mean, I think that there's a little more to Fight Club than that, but no, there's, def right. there's definitely a lot more to Fight Club than <laughs> there's that. Really, there's more to Fight Club, but yeah, no, I, get, I, get the, <laughs> but, I get the point. I mean, they, they feel disfranchised. Right. So, Fight Club. I, I think the reasons are different. But. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, this is, uh, this is, I think that's what the J stands well, for. Well, you know what, actually, yes. they both feel disfranchised against society. Right. Right. That's what brings the groups together. In this case, it's the society being Mrs. Davis in this show. And Fight Club, well, you watch Fight Club, but it's kind of society as a whole. Yes. Makes them want to join the club. Yes, exactly. Did you catch what was on JQ's car stereo when he pulled up to the pyramid? Positive affirmation. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're a big truck boy. Everybody loves you. You're never going to die. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, my God. That's so great. So, um, I don't know what the Q means in JQ, but I think the J is for Jax. 
Uh, and then the same thing for, for Wiley and I'm having trouble figuring out and remembering what it was that, uh, he used or what the, what the acronym was, the initials. Oh, JBH. It was JBH. Jax. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know what the Q is in JQ either. Hmm. What if uh, the Fight Club ending is what's between JQ and Wiley? <laughs> Even though it's, I think it's literally impossible. Yeah, it seems like it's literally <laughs> impossible, but that would be that would be something <laughs> if they pulled that off now. But yeah, I mean, it def they definitely have laid the groundwork for it. But this this last episode no, kind no, of debunks that. No, no, certainly. <laughs> yeah. Any episodes prior, you could. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I not. Know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. They're all. They're all referring to both of them, JQ and Riley. So yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah. So it's. But it's. It's really cool. I love that scene too at the pyramid. You know that the guy coming down so pleasant and happy. Are you here to get our expiration date or to? Uh, I don't remember what the other choice was. To. Um, I think turn yourself in. Turn yourself in, yes. Like, like, like report for it. Right. I just, so I can't remember the terminology that he used, uh -huh. though. Anyway. Check so, in. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, he was great, too. But, yeah, so it's, it's a really... Just, he was just a big nerd. Big nerd. <laughs> oh, God. Assume yourself back to your stupid triangle, you nerd. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Christmas Diamantopolis is absolutely hysterical. Yeah, I think I think when we have our recap episode, we have to have um, funniest moment. Probably could, yeah. Yeah, I think I think funniest moment, um, most shocking moment. I got two shocking things. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> what I'm gonna pick. So anyway, uh, there's plenty of shocks throughout the whole series. But anyway, this this is a great episode. I'm glad you liked it because I'm I'm head over heels in love with this series. I'm so excited to see the finale i'm and simultaneously so sad that it is the finale i just don't even know what i'm gonna do with I, think, I think they've set it up well yeah so i'm 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 very curious how the finale is gonna go because we have to go a lot of ways and i i have i don't say I have no idea how it's gonna end like yeah i really don't like i, I they're gonna do stuff i don't expect i mean I, <laughs> yeah seriously I, I, like there's gonna be there's gonna be something i have no way of seeing yeah, happening absolutely. but i'm gonna and listen I talked about it last. We talked about it last week. It's such a convoluted plot, and not that it's a bad thing. Which I know. I just I wonder what else they'll pull in. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a couple other things before we start recapping here that I wanted to mention was there is a biblical story about being swallowed by a whale. Are you familiar? Really? With this? No, yeah. I didn't know that. There's a story called uh, Jonah and the Whale, and and the way that the story goes is that. Jonah was asked to go to, I think it's Nineveh. Anyway, Jonah was a prophet. Okay. Um, and he was asked by God to go to a city. I think it was Nineveh, but go to a city because they were mired in sin and God was going to destroy the city if they didn't repent. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and he refused. He said, I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing that. Uh, and he got on a boat and he went someplace else and the boat hit like these terrible, turbulent waters just i mean completely was about to wreck the boat and jonah tells the rest of the crew this is my fault this is god punishing me because i wouldn't go to the city and get them to repent you should just throw me overboard and then you'll be fine which they do 
<laughs> they throw Jonah overboard, and then the ship is fine. And but God sends a whale to swallow Jonah, and Jonah so that Jonah can survive. Forget about the stomach acid. We don't worry. Yeah, about I'll just wait a second. Yeah, yeah. So Jonah lives inside the whale for a short period of time and has another conversation with God where he says, you know, I, I'll do it. I'll go to the city and, and get them to repent. And he, so the whale spits him out. He goes to the city. They repent. And everybody kind of lives mostly happily ever after. <laughs> so that's the story. I don't think it really applies too much here, but. I mean, being eaten by a whale to some degree, I'm sure they, yeah. I'm sure they've, you know, looked at the story. Right. This reminds me of what I thought was a plot hole. Okay. Potentially a plot hole that I, I found a solution for, and maybe they said the solution and I missed it. But correct me if I'm wrong. Where does Simone get her oxygen supply from for the suit? Uh, through the umbilicus. How did she breathe? <laughs> How did she breathe after, after she? Yeah, after she disconnected. She, for no, I mean I think that's a. Uh... Well, okay, so I guess at that point she used the epicac, the well epicac to get the whale to vomit her out and then just yeah. came to the surface. But it was night and it was day by the time she was walking. Yeah, they shore. were also 40 hours offshore. <laughs> right? Well, I don't know if they, I don't know if they were 40 hours offshore. It took them 40 hours waiting for the whale, but they might have gone to the spot like within like two. You know, I, I yeah, don't know how far offshore they were. That's true. I, I don't know. I, I guess that's... My... So, <laughs> thought that happened and I'm like, well, wait a second because... Um, Celeste, like, literally says in the episode, she's the one that, you know, oh, all the air is all pressurized. It all comes right through the cord is two two things. Either the suit holds some air, but it didn't seem like it the way Simone was, like, getting ready to, like, go without air when right. uh, she took it off. So my only, my only other thing is she got to the surface very quickly and could breathe from there. Or two, the suit can... From water, from water, it can <laughs> get oxygen out of the water through hydrolysis yeah, I, or something. I, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea otherwise. I think, I, I think, my in my head canon was she just got to the surface quickly and then she could breathe. Whatever, but, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, I don't care either. Because but... they, they could have just said the suit had oxygen in it. It's not like, <laughs> yeah, it's not a, right. Not a big deal. I mean, there is a hole in the suit once she detaches the umbilicus, so yeah, the holes can seal themselves. Okay. <laughs> um, the, you know, the, there are several discontinuities in the series that lots of people have pointed out. I've been I've been listening to uh, Posha Recaps coverage of the series as well. Um, not ever the episode. We, I always record our episode before I listen to their coverage of that episode. You so are have silly. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have not heard their coverage of this episode, but... Um, they pointed out lots of inconsistencies that I have mixed feelings about because it's a lot of like, well, they said that Simone was in the convent for 10 years, but we saw a flashback to seven years and she was about to go to Alaska with Wiley. Oh. So um, there's another one that uh, they, they said that Celeste clearly typed in the password spelling Celeste with an E at the end, but all of the permutations that the algorithm gave simone had no e on the end of celeste oh these are like small so yes yeah, so i think mm -hmm. these could just be overlooks 
It looks but, like it is. But you know, they're wondering if this isn't like multiple timelines. And I'm like, oh, I don't think it's multiple timelines. <laughs> Especially not with only one episode left to go. If they tell us in the last episode that they're on multiple timelines, I'm not sure. Well, you see Arthur that. Schrodinger with his <laughs> cat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had a Schrodinger's cat situation here where the, Mary says Jesus is dead and alive. I know. <laughs> so, so that was interesting. That was pretty good. By the way, I I thought the visuals were really impressive in this episode. I thought so too. I thought I, it was a really good looking episode. But when explosion, the whale, yeah, um, when, being when inside that, the restaurant. Yes, inside the restaurant. When she looked up at the ceiling and she saw like the the whales insides and the hat floating, I, I thought that was really striking. I, I mm-hmm. thought it was really cool. I also thought it was pretty cool when the whale came up out of the water and crushed the boat. That was pretty amazing as well so yeah whale them <laughs> whale them exactly <laughs> um the, the other whale reference that they made here i don't know if you caught this or not they kept calling the whale monstro mm-hmm. yeah which is the name of the whale in pinocchio are you familiar with the pinocchio story no i there's a whale in pinocchio yeah no <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> so when when pinocchio gets separated from geppetto he gets like sold to the puppeteer and then brought off to uh whatever it's called pleasure island or, or whatever it is where they start turning into donkeys are you familiar with that part of it no i'm not oh, i don't goodness. think i know pinocchio that well all right let me I back just, this I... up a little bit so, <laughs> uh, so pinocchio Pinocchio's i thought the... i knew pinocchio mr sal i'm not gonna lie <laughs> okay so i do actually do you know pinocchio in the story be like oh yeah of course i do <laughs> So, I doubt. so Pinocchio is a wooden puppet made by a toy maker. That I do know. And then the toy maker Geppetto wishes that the puppet were alive. Mm-hmm. The blue yeah, fairy yeah. brings him to life, but only as a a living wooden boy, not a real yeah. boy. He's got to yeah, earn real his boy. real boydom by being a good boy, right? Yeah. Uh, and every time he lies, his nose grows, right? Um, and he gets caught up with you know th- this bad group of people who th- think it's amazing that he's you know a puppet walking around with those strings so they bring him to this puppeteer who puts him in a show but also imprisons him and eventually brings him to this place called i think it's called fantasy island but it might be pleasure island I, one of the two i think it's pleasure island anyway uh, at this place with all these kids that have been kidnapped is terrifying um, they, they all start turning into donkeys and eventually po- pinocchio mis- escapes he goes back home and Geppetto's gone because he's gone to look for Pinocchio. And it turns out that Geppetto has been swallowed by a whale named Monstro. <laughs> and so Pinocchio goes to find him, gets swallowed by the same whale. So they reunite inside the whale and then gets, you know, spewed out from the whale. And they, and the I don't know so many forms of content we're all related to getting swallowed by whales how commonly yeah. do whales swallow people i guess common enough <laughs> I that so that i, I know oh, now i think it must be well why else is this is someone and nobody the takes content? the stomach acid into account because <laughs> well maybe there's different layers right like there's the stomach but if you can if you can chill in like the esophagus region you're doing all right then all right maybe maybe <laughs> anyway. yeah anyway so so there are lots of uh, whale references one other thing that I that did I did all right I'm going to take a little credit for this but not all the credit so I was listening to the Post Show Recaps podcast and they talked about the wonderful Wizard of Oz because that you know oh, yeah, Simone right. does pull the book right mm-hmm. in episode six uh, and 
there are lots of Wizard of Oz references here, right? There's the man behind the curtain, like who's behind the door in the restaurant. Okay, fine. You know, if you think of Simone as Dorothy, she's going on a quest to do a thing, whatever. Yeah. But they tried to attribute to figure out who's the scarecrow, who's the Wizard of Oz, who's the Tin Man, right? And mm-hmm. they, they, I think, got one of them right. I think they got the Tin Man right, uh, which would be Celeste, who seems very heartless. That makes sense. But, who, but the lion, who this? Okay, wait, wait. I want to see if I can get it. Mm-hmm. The lion, I have no idea. Wiley? Uh, that's what I say. They did not say the, the Wiley. Who was they, lion. Say they, they said Schrodinger was the lion, and I vehemently disagree. I, I think, well, 100% <laughs> I, it's Wiley. I vehemently disagree. <laughs> you seemed really heated about this. Well, I, because as soon as they said the Wizard of Oz and they said, you know, Simone's going on a quest, much like Dorothy, who are the other ones? I paused it. I was like, like it hit me. I was like, oh my God, uh-huh. it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> so Celeste is obviously the Tin Man. She has no heart. Or she seems to have no heart. Um, Wiley is obviously the lion because he his whole story is about courage. His whole mm-hmm. story is about how he doesn't feel he's a he's a cowboy who didn't earn okay. his boots. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, he chickened out on the bull. Coward. They literally they, multiple times in this episode they bring in up. In this the episode, yeah. <laughs> so his cowardice. Yes. And exactly. and he's trying to not be a coward and you know goes to the pyramid at the end yeah exactly i am not a coward like yeah it's it's so i think pretty clearly he's the lion and then the scarecrow uh, to me that's that's scarecrow i don't know okay because schrodinger is the scientist he he has the plan but you know he wasn't smart enough to save his daughter i forget what's the scarecrow in uh what's those the brain oh brain okay that's what it is got it okay okay Yeah. yeah so so that, that to me, that's that's the way this goes. But anyway, so I I, I will give some credit to push our recaps and that in that they incepted the idea of the Wizard of Oz characters into my head. Uh, but I think they were wrong about who they assigned to with to which character. So I definitely think Wiley's the lion. Yeah, <laughs> that that one. I yeah, that one. I think. I mean, I guess I also that's that seems like the easiest got one to too. Me. me too. <laughs> I know. Yeah, if you told me the Wizard of Oz characters, right? Yeah. The three of them, the first one I would probably get is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, so that's, that's a, a lot of preamble that we've had before we start recapping. Anything else you want to say before we run th- through the uh, scenes? Uh, no. Okay, well, let's then enter the recap. We are in Spain. We see Schrodinger's bench. Did you recognize that this was the bench talked about in episode one? No, I didn't realize this. Okay. Was the one. Do, do you remember in episode no. one when Schrodinger gets rescued? The person who rescues him says, "Oh yeah, your whole crew—they all died. They were boxed oh. up. But that's a, but but they have a memorial bench to you and your crew by the Burger King. Like this is the bench. Yeah, so. yeah. Because I remember he was he was so amazed how they knew such a, like a odd location on yes. top of their head. And exactly. it's because of Mrs. Davis. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the bench. Uh, Schrodinger uh, tells Simone and Wiley that this is the the this boat crew was not easy to round up because Grail Whale, well, otherwise known as PC two twenty, which I have I got nothing on that PC two twenty. I don't know what that means. Um, has attacked twelve more ships since his. Celeste arrives with the suit, and she and Arthur have instant chemistry <laughs> over daughter killing. Hmm. 
this is where she says to him you must be the man who almost killed his daughter and he says you I, i've heard you had you almost had some ex no i'm sorry she says you must be the man who killed his daughter and mm -hmm. he, he goes i hear you almost had some experience with that yourself <laughs> and you know it's all done very like flirtatiously it's really interesting so anyway it's funny it's really funny yeah so there's some weird out looking dude who plants a tracking device on the boat mm -hmm. simone tells wiley that she needs to talk to him in private and very quietly whispers in his ear that there's this tracking device in his shoe probably father ziegler but there's no audio on it so why are they whispering well that's so that she can handcuff him to schrodinger's bench and she says it's i think it's pretty cool that they put this bench in here that actually became a plot point i no, that's amazing i didn't even realize that <laughs> that is yeah. Anyway, so she sees this situation. She she had to put him on the bench before he put her on the bench. I like yeah, like the way she worded that. Yeah, because she sees this situation the same as as Jezebel or Excalibattle or In the same way you did. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> Wiley would like self sacrifice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly. what Simone's concerned about. That's and that's what I thought was going to happen was he was going to self sacrifice. But... And I didn't. I didn't think that was not gonna happen <laughs> right but my prediction was oh we already went over we haven't gone on to predictions yet but. yeah so anyway and and also the expiration date all as as ways to prove himself to her or himself or prove that he's worthy of his boots or whatever else he thinks but he thinks that she just can't put her feelings for him aside and that she'll be tempted and she feels guilty for hooking up with him uh and cheating on her husband but you know she got a permission for that so yeah. it's fine oh, darn. <laughs> i do love this little fourth wall bit breaking oh, being a love interest yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So. they argue about who's whose quest this is and who's the love interest i love it so yeah but anyway simone leaves him there now matilda and ziegler ziegler are on the hunt matilda is nervous that clara might be there because she finds out that Schrodinger is there. And that, she gets very tense at that point. Mm -hmm. Wiley gets a, a visit from Prime Minister Selena Fernandez de la Casas. Of Spain. Prime Minister of Spain. Uh, after he destroys the tracking device with his bare foot, which is hysterical to me. I don't know if you, know, if you caught this or not. He gets the tracking device out of his shoe. Mm -hmm. He puts it on the ground. And instead of whacking it with the shoe... He whacks it with his bare foot and then he winces like, ow, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Anyway, uh, anyway, she, uh, the prime minister is there on behalf of mama. So another <laughs> maternal reference to Mrs. Davis. I mean, I mean, this, this show is just all about mothers. But all right. Uh, she's there on behalf of mama and she knows all about the resistance. She wants him to franchise it because she wants the power. Her server farm is their off-the-grid server, and she wants more. She knows he has no intention of reporting for his expiration date, which is about 48 hours away. So 4 billion users are going to be notified that he is what he has always tried to hide, a coward. Oh, no. <laughs> she wants to free humanity, not enslave them. And the prime minister cuts Wiley's cuffs. So technically, not wrong. <laughs> Bring so. humanity one handcuff at a time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So we were told last episode that Mrs. Davis does lie to her users to keep them engaged, and so 
We'll have to see if Wiley. <laughs> now, at what point did you realize that she was playing Wiley here? Even here, well, even here, I, I was kind of weirded by the fact of just trying to get onto their computer system. Like, sure, there's other better systems than what they have. They don't have the best <laughs> system, but there's just off the get, grid. But that means nothing. So then she can't do anything if she's off the grid. <laughs> like it's just a backup. Like you can't like. Uh, uh, means... <laughs> see, you had an advantage here. I did not pick up on the fact that she was playing Wiley. Until... I, 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 I didn't. No, I didn't realize that she. I I just thought maybe it was like weird writing or like just. Oh. Like, I didn't think she was trying to trick Wiley at this point either. But I was just I I saw that when they saw that like. I, it makes sense. Okay, fine. She's decentralized. Maybe she's like on all these other like computers. Maybe even like people like run Mrs. Davis. I don't know. But mm-hmm. just off the grid part, I was like, well, what, why does that matter though? I was like, <laughs> if, if, if their computer system's off the grid, like whatever. Maybe they're just. It, it, I'm just gonna go with the most computerful computer system. If she wants to put it on the grid and wants to be on their servers, that's what I just kind of like went with. Yeah. But okay, yeah, I don't know. I I wasn't thinking any of that. I will. What I did catch on to though was when she says this. I don't know if you heard the terminology. She says, "In the beginning, I was delocalized or decentralized yes. or whatever." Yes. Yeah. So the the phrase "in the beginning" is very biblical too. So mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning, you know, God saw what He created and saw that it was good and all that stuff. It's, it's a creation story, which is what she's telling her own creation story. Anyhow, I didn't pick up. I didn't pick up on the fact that Wiley was being lied to here until the base blew up. And uh, but, but oh, right. befo- before the guy saw it, like before he said, you know, she's still working. I was like, oh crap, that was the wrong when, move. When 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 they were meeting and talking about it is when I figured. When I was oh, wait a okay. second though, I was like, wait a second. If he wants to blow up the base, I'm like, what is this? What Mrs. Davis wants them to do? Like meet about it, <laughs> right? <And> then... <laughs> And then decided to load up. You were you were very smart. Okay, so Simone lays out the the whale plan uh, in a lot of detail. Celeste thinks they're crazy. I love this line that Simone says. Which part are you confused about? The idea that any plan that you didn't come up with could possibly work, or that any mother, even a freaking whale, could actually love her child? Ouch! I, I, I did love that line. And at that at that point, fish flop on the deck, so Simone needs to go pray. I assume this is like her her pager. Oh yeah, like another. Well, yeah. Whenever, I guess Jay can influence animals. We've seen it before. So. Yeah, exactly. At least Apollo gets a nice meal out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the restaurant, it is flooded again. So this is the second time we see it flooded. And Jay mm-hmm. kind of blames her. Says that uh, you know, you're, when you started the quest, that's when this started happening. Mm-hmm. She needs to stop, he says. But the boss gave her this mission. But Jay boarded up the boss's door. Can you even do that? Isn't he going to get all wrathy? But he tries to convince her to go off grid and avoid Mrs. Davis, like this priest that was in there from. I don't remember where it was, Guyana, maybe? I think it was Guyana. Anyway, he commands her to stop in a very <laughs> deep, rumbly, scary voice. This was pretty funny. <sighs> She's going to try to forget that he said that <laughs> and, and go back to the boat. Meanwhile, in Reno, so I mean, Wait, I don't know. Go ahead. Before you go back to Reno, like in this restaurant, especially with the context of later on in the episode, 
This might be the last we see of Jay in the series. Yeah. So, it, well, it makes me wonder in the finale. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to answer some stuff. But why does Jay not want Simone to do it? Is it my my main thing, thought? It's just he doesn't want to lose access to Simone and seeing all these people. You know, he likes serving people. Yeah, it definitely but, does seem as though he and Mary are not on the same page. Exactly. And but Mary's is claiming to kind of do it almost out of like love. Like, no, this is what. You know he he wants this right. Yeah. Like I I cursed him, and like this is how I'm going to yeah. set him free. But it seems like he's fine with this curse, or like he'd prefer to stay in this state. Maybe not though. So my thinking so, here is that he doesn't know that he. Oh okay. Yeah. That, that, okay. Mary does not want to admit to him that he she you know took his skull and preserved it in amber and pitch, and now he's stuck here. Okay. So, uh, okay. That's my thinking, but I'm I, I, I'm hoping we get an answer to that, and I think we will. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Right. I think something in some ways will be answered. Yeah, exactly. However way, I don't know, but something. Yeah. something. Right, exactly. All right, so mean, I, I still, and this I, th- I feel like we're not going to get an answer to, who was the other guy in the restaurant who was working in the restaurant? Who was that? I forgot all about that again. I, don't, I, <laughs> I forgot again? Yeah, it's, like, it's really stuck in my car. It's like Christian's body. Where's Christian's body? So, anyway, uh, lost reference there. But anyway, um, yeah, I I, I want to know who that guy was. I, I I don't know if we'll figure that out or not, but I would like to know. So, back in Reno, Wiley gives a riveting pep talk to the resistance about expansion. JQ is not happy that he wasn't consulted, but Wiley quietly tells him Mrs. Davis is watching and to meet him where they first met. Mm. Now, after 14 hours in the same spot, Grail Whale has finally pinged the radar, but so does another boat. And Arthur warns them to cut their engines. Simone warns them, but Matilda doubles down full speed ahead, and Grail Whale wrecks their world. So is this the end of Ziegler? I think so. I think that's okay. it for Ziegler. I was surprised Matilda survived. But... Yeah. I think, you know, Ziegler's hat is in the whale, too. So, yeah, I, I think Ziegler's gone. But Goodbye, we'll Hans. see, I guess. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, next scene we've already talked about a lot. Wiley and JQ meeting up. Actually, the next two scenes, because then after that, it's Arthur and Simone talking. Uh, anything you want to say about either one of those scenes before we move on? No, no we get to the, the suit up. Yeah, then we get the suit up. Arthur lays out all the contingencies and safeguards. Even in this suit, Simone's ears are covered. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. You're out. You've been, okay. you've been good good eyes on the ears. Man, I'm telling you, like there's something going on with with sensory receptors. Okay. I don't know what it is, but Simone for Simone, it's her ears. Like she, she's they're always covered. And when she uncovers them, like it's like a severe vulnerability. She has to uncover them to cheat out to cheat with Wiley. She has to uncover them to put Mrs. Davis in like, and it's, it's a big issue. Wiley's always rubbing behind her ear and even other people's ears. So there's something with sensory receptors because then some um, Celeste has this nose thing where she keeps saying, I can smell you, Monty. I can smell you. You know, Monty rips off the fake nose which was totally unnecessary. <laughs> so, like, I, and Mrs. Davis is symbolized with an eye, right? So I, I, th- there's something going on with sensory receptors. I don't know what it is, but there's something going on. I don't know what Wiley's would be. But... 
Uh, I mean, I, Wiley, I think, is tied to the ear thing, though, too, because he keeps touching ears. Okay. Touching his fingers. It's, it's, oh, okay. He's, he's always touching ears. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, mouth, I don't know. JQ talks a lot. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> um, so, at any rate, her ears are covered even in this. Celeste gets choked up and tells her that oh. she doesn't want her to do this. This is a really heartbreaking scene, too. It, it is for two, like in two ways. Yeah. Yes, it's heartbreaking. But it, it pivots, and it becomes heartbreaking the other way, right? Because you you really think, oh my god, she's going to open up finally to Simone. It's just, it's just, she took what Arthur said to heart. She's trying. She's trying to stop her, but then she immediately pivots, and she says it's because she doesn't want her to die without telling her where Monty is. <laughs> And and poor poor Simone. I mean, really, you know, she, she's just, oh mom. That's all she can say. And when she says goodbye to her, she just says bye Celeste. She doesn't say bye mom or anything like that. So it's like a, a, such a such an opportunity there that that is squandered. But they lower her into the water after coating her with this sedative goop. Uh, not sure how effective that sedative is going to be now that she's submerged in water, but apparently it's effective enough. I'm I'm willing to go with it. And she gets swallowed uh, and immediately transported to the restaurant. Okay. We talked about this scene a ton. So I'm not going to say anything more about that. So we'll skip ahead to after the uh, scene with Mary. And we are at Miss L's taco stand just outside the base where we find that greatness is born from opportunity. <laughs> and that, gentlemen, is what we have before us today. And this speech is a little familiar. It's very familiar speech from Miracle. <laughs> and JQ tells the crew that Mrs. Davis is in their servers and that they need to blow up the thing they love most, other than each other, of course. And so he does. And it, at that point, I wrote, I finally wrote down, no way Mrs. Davis was in there. <laughs> she just got them to set the resistance way back. And then immediately after that, I wrote down, yep, I was right. <laughs> so, yep, I was right. So I, I wrote, she's played them when, yeah. when, when he's giving the speech. But, well, my, because my thing was, too, is I thought this was just her wanting to get more, like, server farm space to be stronger. I didn't realize that the, con, like, connotation was, no, this is just where she exists. Like, She's um, hiding out in their base using their computers, and right. that's what's hosting her. So, like, when they were in the presumption that by blowing this up, it'll get rid of her, I was like, no, that ain't true. Like, this is, <laughs> no, okay. So, then this is all, like, there's no way. She's just in their computers. So. <laughs> well, you were right. And, by the way, Wiley is gone. So. That, 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 I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that, that, that got me. I was like, wait, did... <gasps> <laughs> his explanation is. in this next scene you know yeah. was very needed because when he left i was like oh my god has this whole time has he been <laughs> he's got wings after all it looks like we, remember episode one episode two you were you faked it yes you uh get to moan about maybe he's involved with mrs davis yeah. they they really early on incepted the head into my idea that there's gonna be tons of actors and fake people that i gotta watch out for well, there, yeah. I, and mean, I don't know if I still have to, but I I, it's not been as much. It does seem like pretty much everybody's above board, unless everybody's really not. Exactly, that's what's getting me. <laughs> yeah, we might find out that out in the, in the last episode coming up. But anyway, uh, 
Wiley is gone. He goes to the pyramid and he wants to talk to Mrs. Davis. He tells her that he knew that he's, that she was playing him, but he also knew that the resistance was dead as long as she knew about them. So they were, he, he, he actually uses the line resistance is futile, which mm-hmm. is a Star Trek quote, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, and so in order to set his brothers, his, the, the people, he, the guys he loves free, he had to blow up. He had to blow it up. The resistance had to die because it was a, it was a, there's no point. Uh, it, it was destined to fail. Yep. Yeah. So, and by the way, he is no coward. He's ready to expire. So Simone washes up on a beach with the grail. She's pumped until she sees the crowd approaching her singing Electric Avenue. And we see that is a, our penultimate shot for the episode. Our final shot is Wiley being driven to the pyramid. So it's definitely a good penultimate episode. I mean, I'm curious to see how it's going to end. Uh, the <laughs> title. I'm not crazy about the title of the episode. <laughs> the title of the final episode? No, this one. I don't know the title oh, of the final one. episode. Any, well, okay, then what's, what's an alternate title for you? Grail Whale. I, it's got to be Grail Whale, right? Grail Whale has to be. Has to be. It looks like alliteration. I don't know. <laughs> it's not alliteration. It's rhyming. But rhyming. Sorry. Yeah, yeah my best. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it is. It's got to be Grail Whale, right? I think so. Oh, well. I think better better than this, but I guess it's <laughs> algorithmically generated, so that makes it good. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't really know either of those stories. Great Gatsby or 2001 A Space Odyssey very well. Uh, I've seen two versions of the Great Gatsby in movie form. I've never read the book. Um, I don't know. It's about a rich guy. That's about all I know. I've seen neither. (laughs) Um, 2001 A Space Odyssey, I have not seen. So Mm -hmm. uh, that might be considered criminal by some people. But I apologize. I have not seen 2001. Anyway, this is uh, this is it though. This is uh, one final episode left. But before we can get to that final episode, we have to check the time. All right. What? Oh, I yeah. Here it is. It is TV time. Ain't no time like a TV time. All right, Kurt. On a scale from one to five, what did the audience rate this episode? I think a five. You're right. 67% said five. You're this far in. A little lower than what I think it should be, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I it did seem like a pretty good episode. But I'm not sure it? how you go midway on this one. Like, there are 7% that gave this a three. I'm not sure how you do that. I feel like you, either you love this episode or you hate it. Like, I'm, I'm not sure. Fair. But anyway. Character rating. Um, I think both you and the people said Simone. Okay, and I think you said Simone as well. And you, you were wrong. Right. Oh, really? Well, hold I on. Wiley. You got me right. I, well, wow. Okay. Hold on. I, <laughs> I, said, I said Simone and the people said Simone, so you got us right. Now, go ahead. Tell me about Wiley. You like Wiley. Well, I say Wiley? So, I agree that the, the Mary and Simone scene is really good. Yeah. But I wouldn't necessarily say it's because of Simone it's so good. It's, okay. it's, it's good because of, if anything, mostly because of Mary, but also just the, the situation itself, which to me has more to do with Mary and Jesus. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, Simone does make it like, Simone doesn't make the scene any worse. And she does add to it with her grief and kind of, um, you know, learning all this. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she 
particularly adds to it. And I think any other like other characters in those shoes would make equally good parts of that scene. Um, her and her mother, that was pretty good. But Wiley, I felt character wise compared to everyone else, did have like a bit more of that extra oomph of development with yeah. uh, being left behind. Okay, talking to Mrs. Davis, kind of tricking. I mean, he did actually trick, you know, tricking his people, then tricking JQ, then going back and kind of revealing like he did this. And he hates that he had to do it, but he felt he had to because there's no other choice. So I, I, I just thought it was Wiley overall, just based on looking at just the character itself, not even just the scene quality, but just what they went through for the episode. I think Wiley. So, okay. So All I, right. That's why. I think that's reasonable. That's reasonable. why I chose Wiley. Okay. Reasonable. Why? Okay. What, what percent of people? What percent of people? <laughs> that's why I chose Wiley. What yeah, percent of people said Wiley. Thirty percent. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, yeah, that's place, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, pretty high second place finish there. All right, as it should be. As it should. Yeah, be. I, I agree. I agree. All right. So, predictions for next week. I mean, I think she's going to Electric Avenue. I think she's going to 1042 Electric Avenue in Sandy Springs, wherever that is. I think it's in Georgia. Anyway, okay, that, do you want to look up the address? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there's actually an Electric Avenue in Sandy Springs, Georgia, but. Anyway, um, so I think that I think um, who will Wiley actually expire? I, no, I don't think Wiley expires. You don't think he? Yeah, me either. I don't think he. I think does. I don't think he dies. Well, so. well, let's not get our terminology mixed up here. Or expiring means he dies. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he dies. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think he dies either. Um, I think I think we're done with arthur i don't think we're gonna see arthur anymore we've, we've got this is not an extended finale at all right this is just like do you know i the have runtime? no idea okay. no idea do you know the, the title i do know the title do you want me to tell you the title i would like to know the title okay the title is the final intercut all in all caps by the way that part is in all caps the final intercut so i'm your horse no colons uh so i'm your horse is punctuated uh well the the s and so and the i and i am are capitalized not the y and your not the h and horse i don't know <laughs> the final intercut so i'm your horse so i, I my other prediction is that the her horse is coming back in this episode yeah because not actually dead there's no way okay. that horse is blown up wiley was in on it there, there's no way that horse is blown up <laughs> so fair uh I mean, obviously, I think we'll see Monty. We already talked about this before. Uh, yeah, we got. That's got to see Monty. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right. or get confirmation that he's dead. I guess. But I don't think. I don't think he's dead. I, I. I do think he's alive. But you can smell him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I. I mean, I. I think somehow, either Monty and Celeste are, like, have been working together. Like Celeste was his accomplice, and helping him escape, or. Celeste or Monty or both are somehow behind Mrs. Davis. Oh, yeah. Well, here's something I actually want to say about Mrs. Davis. The series will end with no notable impact to Mrs. Davis whatsoever. I think you're absolutely right. Yes, I agree. Just I agree. because, I mean, I've thought, I don't know how you do a season two. I know it without it being, which, yeah, which we, I don't know if you talk about it on the podcast. Oh, I don't know. So, I, recategorized. If, if, just in case we haven't, 
Um, yeah, they at the very last minute, the creators of Mrs. Davis, like the last day that they could, reclassified the series instead of being a drama or a comedy. It's been classified as a limited series or anthology. So, as such, like the qualifications for that are that all the storylines have to be wrapped up without like any like huge cliffhangers. Um, and so the, the implication there is that they would not, if they come back at all for season two, it would be with like different characters. Which would make story. sense in a world like this. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be very interested to see, you know, I how would... Mrs. Davis impacts other people besides just Simone and Wiley. And I would love it if they did it from like a completely different angle. Like, yeah, Mrs. Davis with something else. Like this one was, we had a lot of religious undertones. I don't know what else angle they'd want to go from. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it'd be really interesting. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so yeah. So uh, I, I think that's that's all I got for predictions. How about you? Ah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't have any other predictions. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, anything else you'd like to say about this episode before we sign off? It's a good penultimate episode, uh, it and is. I, I'm pretty excited for the final, like final episode. That not with that title. But, uh, well, titles, whatever. <laughs> but we'll talk about that in the recap, uh, in our recap episode. Uh, speaking of recap episodes, so we will be ne- back next Monday with our coverage of the finale. Uh, uh, that'll be, I mean, very sad for me. I've loved watching this show. I'm, I'm so sad that it's over already. But uh, so we'll be back next Monday with that. And the following Monday, what's that? The, the 22nd of May? Uh, I think. Yeah. That that'll be our like uh, episode eight. Yeah, that's when we that's when we drop our finale coverage. Yes, yes, yes. The twenty second of May on the 29th yeah. of May we will drop our recap episode mm-hmm. where we will run through uh, the series episode by episode, ranking them from our least favorite to our favorites. We'll have uh, character awards to give out, maybe some awards for our funniest moments, favorite moments, whatever. Uh, definitely, so we'll, we'll examine some of the deaths. Uh, and so that'll be fun. Oh, and the titles. Oh my gosh, we'll be oh, the titles. We'll I'm talking about the titles. Yeah, the... it'll be very hard. It's gonna be very hard to pick our favorite and least favorite titles, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So we'll we'll do that. Uh, after that, where we land, I don't know yet. We'll have to figure it out. We will. We'll, we'll figure it out. Bef- you know, in time to let you know at the on the recap episode. I guess that's <laughs> the only promise I can make you. In the meantime, though, lots of other content up on Showhopper's feed. We've got The Leftovers, Lost, Better Call Saul, Black Mirror, Centaur World, Dexter New Blood, Chernobyl, uh, Only Winners in the Building. That's coming back this summer. We'll be back to cover that on August 8th. Ozark, Russian Doll, The White Lotus, Watchmen, The Last of Us, and whatever comes next. But there's lots of stuff there. Please do feel free to give us those five-star ratings and reviews. We really do appreciate that, along with spreading the podcast as much as possible. If you'd like to get a hold of us, showhopperspodcast at gmail.com is the email address to do that. Folks, we really do appreciate your listenership. What I love most is not an awesome podcast full of top-tier analysis and hippopotamuses. No. What I love most, truly and genuinely, is all of you. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.